Hello and welcome back to Fight With Honor. I'm your host, Honor Valencia, and today I'm pleased to bring you Amberly Snyder. She's the amazing woman the movie Walk, Ride, Rodeo is based on. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure to check it out on Netflix. We talk about her family, her horses, her faith, and a lot more. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. But first, today's show is brought to you by DS Sunglasses. They offer quality sunglasses at a great price. Make sure to check them out at dsdias-gs.com or Instagram at DS Sunglasses and use discount code HONOR25 for 25% off all purchases. They also offer free worldwide shipping. We're also brought to you by LF78 Apparel. Brave enough to lead, humble enough to follow. We have lots of great apparel, and I say we because it's my apparel company, so go check it out at lf-78.com or on Instagram at lf78 underscore apparel and use discount code HONOR15 for 15% off. Okay, here we go. Here's Amberly Snyder. First of all, I would like to say thank you so much for, for the time to, uh, to talk to me and to give my listeners a chance to hear more about your story. Really appreciate that. Well, yeah, we're excited we can make it work. I'm not home all the time to usually do podcasts. It just <laughs> happens right now. I'm certainly home. Yeah. Well, recently I'm home all the time and uh, it's very rare. I don't have my two kids running around. So my wife took them to the park uh, to make sure that they didn't uh, jump into the video or anything like that. So <laughs> fair enough. I, I did a podcast earlier today and they had dogs barking in the background <laughs> to make it all work. Yeah, that's true. I guess now everybody's kind of uh, have to adjust. There's no uh, no peace and quiet at home anymore. And you no. can't really go to the offices or anything like that. Because here in Japan, everything's basically by train. So, you know, they're they're suggesting we stay away from trains and, and buses and all that stuff. So. so then you can't, I mean, are they still running the trains or not even doing that? They're, they're still running. In in Japan, it's not like a mandatory lockdown or anything like that. It's just the government basically asking people and asking businesses to to please shut down. Um, but uh, like where I live, there's still a lot of like bread shops and, and coffee shops and stuff that are still open, and there's still people there. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I guess. Right. I'm just waiting for it to all finally chill out and get back to the life. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely am ready for that as well. And and for kids to get back to school. I mean, I'm, I'm having a great time spending time with them and watching my kids, you know, connect. Um, but I also know they're missing out, you know, at school and with their friends and things like that. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It's <sighs> all right. So I wanted to ask about the movie that just came out. That's about your life story, right? Yeah. Yes. And I asked a bunch of my my followers on Instagram how many people had had watched it, and I was I think it was uh, like eighty two percent of them had had watched it. So that was great. I'm yeah. That. Yes. Yes. Walk, ride, rodeo. That's right. All right. And how did it come about for you to to turn your story into a movie? How did that opportunity happen for you? So, I, I mean, it started in 2013 is actually when the first production company came into play and they, we started writing the script. Okay. That's 2013. Then their contract ended in 2015. I ran in the American in 2015 and a new company came on 
okay. revamped the script of the American in it. And then Netflix came on beginning of 2018. And okay. And when you say their contract expired, does that mean they had two years to make the film? And if they didn't, you could move on? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they had my life rights. So oh, okay. Go with another company during that time period when they had my life rights. Okay. So kind of how that worked. Uh, that sounds scary. Life rights. <laughs> it is really, when you think about it, like people really bought your life rights and what is that worth? And I mean, it's, it is kind of a crazy concept, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a movie business, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. And you know, during that, that two year term that they had the life rights, was that just for what happened in the past or did that include up to the, the last day of their contract? That included, I think, I mean, up until the last day of their contract, just whenever, whatever they put together and whatever they wanted to be lined out. So okay. I just faded and nothing had come of it. They didn't get a, the, that production company didn't get anybody involved in order to make okay. the film. So then that's why it faded out. Okay. And then another company came in, you guys, and were you able to take the old script or that was, that was yeah. theirs? You couldn't touch they that. Bought, they bought the old scripts from the first company. And then oh, we like wow. changed it and switched, switched a couple things and revamped it. And then of course added the American at the end. So a little bit of both, like we took it and then they made the adjustments they needed to. And then even when Netflix got involved, they took the script and made the adjustments that they wanted to as well. Oh, okay. And, and how involved were you in, in the script and even like ch choosing actors or anything like that? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know how that works when you have a movie made about you. Right. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> a learning experience. I, I was able to be a part of the script a pretty good amount. Um, of course, in in the writing of the script, in the picking of people and the filming process, the post and the whole concept, I had um, an opinion, not a say. So they got to do final mm -hmm. say on things of what they wanted it to be like or if they wanted things more dramatic or the Hollywood effect. All of that was up to them. Um, but they did ask my opinion on some things. So, I mean, like I had an input, but at bottom line, they did get to pick what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's usually how it works when they're, uh, when they're doing, you know, all the, all the financing and things like that. So yep, yep, they get final say. Yeah. And how important was it for you to share your story? You know, for me, Actually, when they very first came to me about the movie, I said no. Both, oh, both really? companies. I didn't want to do it. I felt like my family had been through enough the first time around um, in real life that yeah. I didn't want to relive that. Um, my parents are the ones that talked me into it. They said, no, we think it'll benefit people and we should do it. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yes. Uh, so I, it was good. And, and honestly, now that it's all said and done and my story's out there, I'm really grateful for that. I feel like it's helped a lot of people. And I mean, that I can't trade, you know, I feel like if it's helped people and inspired and motivated others, then that's the whole purpose of it in general. Yeah, I mean, your parents were definitely right, because when my wife and I watched that, it was uh, I am almost getting a little emotional right now thinking, thinking about that, because like for me, you know, I've, I've been battling lupus for 15 years and I almost lost my life three different times. And. So watching watching your movie just really kind of hit hit home, especially when you when you felt down and you kind of wanted to give up and and you know I remember those same feelings. So I, I and that the people that I've talked to, 
they've said the same thing that that your movie was your story was just so inspirational and, and motivated them to uh, even people that haven't been through something you know as severe as you did but to to kind of realize that wow life life is not as as bad as you can make it seem sometimes and we're lucky to still you know to still be around oh no i totally agree with that i feel like um we all are going to have our challenges right yeah and yes i feel like they might not always look like mine or look like yours yeah but the challenges that people face like that's the biggest thing that they faced in their life so that's what they can relate to and i mean it doesn't matter which challenge it is. I think that we all have to have the strength to overcome it. So very true. Very true. Well, yeah, that's true. And, good. you know, and, and it's kind of perfect timing. And unfortunately, there's this, you know, coronavirus going around and all that. But uh, a lot of people are down right now and a lot of people are home. So I think your movie's a, a perfect timing for people to, to watch it and get some some inspiration while they're at home. And a lot of people are worried and scared. And so I, I really think that's a, a, a good movie for people to watch right now. I hope so. I hope. I yeah. feel like that people have been watching it since they've been home. Like it's been kind of spiked back up on people talking about it. So I appreciate yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you kind of touched a little bit uh, in the movie about your faith. And so I wanted to ask how important was your faith for your recovery and even, you know, past your recovery, even up to now? You know, I've been really lucky to be raised in the family that I'm in, um, that we've always had you know, faith is a strong aspect for us. Yes. That's such a huge role. Truly. I think to be able to believe that somebody else has your back, you know, mm -hmm. like that God's going to be there and no matter what happens, it's for a reason. And he didn't give you anything you can't handle. Yes. I think just doing that makes challenges just a little bit easier. Just makes that burden a little bit lighter. I mean, I can tell you straight up between my family, my faith and my horses, that is why I am who I am and how I get to do what I do. So it, it's such a huge aspect. And even still, even still, because obviously we still have hard days. Yes. And being able to have that to rely on is a huge strength. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think there's a lot of people that we have faith, but once we're tested, that's when you're really going to show how much faith you truly have. And I know for myself, you know, with my battles with lupus and I would get sick. Oh, and my faith was a hundred. I mean, I was reading the Bible every day and praying and oh, Jesus, everything. And I'd start getting healthier. And, uh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'd spend a little more time outside or going to the gym or whatever. And once I was feeling really good, I would still pray, but not as much as when I was, when, when I was sick. Right, right. And I think we have to learn the practice to pray, pray for the praises and pray for the good things as much as we do for the, the battles. And I think we all struggle with that. We've all been there. That yeah, yeah. Something that you just have to constantly work on. Yeah, it's easy to pray when when uh, when things are going bad, but it's just as important when everything is going well. So Absolutely. good. That's, yeah, that's great to hear that. And what part of your story wasn't in the movie that you kind of wish could have could have been put in there because you know you're you're limited with time for the movie so is there anything you wish could have been put in there i i wish that they had spent more time talking about how cool my family is you know like i said you know my family my faith and my horses are how i yeah. am who i am i don't think that they spent enough time really showing how cool they all are like yeah. i'm not the cool kid in the house like obviously there's <laughs> six of us kids 
And yeah. every single one of us has been super talented and worked hard in what we're involved in. And I wish that they had spent more time doing that. Um, or even just put more time in even to developing their characters, you know, so that you got to know them along with the movie. If I could change one thing, that would be it. Just more family in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, thinking back, you know, I watched the movie, I think about a month and a half ago. And yeah, I can see they, they showed your, your brother in there a couple times, correct? Which there's six. I, that's what's even so crazy. There's six of us. Yeah, when then, you said that right now, I didn't even know that. Right, like the, there's a focus on one brother and one sister, really. Yeah, I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought that was it. Besides me, so I wish, and you see them, like there are scenes that they're all in there, but they almost don't develop their characters, so you don't know who you're looking at. And I oh, wish they had done a better job doing that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because I have five older brothers, so we're six kids as well. Where, where are you in the uh, in the order? I'm second. Yeah, you're second. Yeah, I'm I'm the baby. We're uh, six six brothers, and we're from oldest to youngest ten years apart. What's your guys's age differences? That's exactly what we are too. <laughs> are you serious? Yep. <laughs> yep. My older sister is is twenty. Well, she's thirty, and my youngest, um, she is nineteen. She'll be twenty this year. So yeah, yeah right there, ten year span. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, we both have uh, six kids in the family and ten years apart. I'm I'm 42, and my oldest brother's 52, and yeah, everybody else is in in between there. Which yeah, I like that. that. It let everybody kind of grow up together, and I really like yes. that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, growing up, I I had my brothers as my friends, and I didn't really rely on outside people to kind of guide me or teach me things. You know, I always had my brothers right there and we could, once I got old enough, we could play sports together. We could go to the movies together, you know, even still go out and have some drinks together once I was 21. Um, cause, cause I never drank before I was 21. So. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So having a big family, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, now I have two kids and, I wish I was able to have a large family, you know, the way I was raised and the way you were raised, but living in Japan, two kids is hard enough. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it's uh, not not only, you know, like cost and everything, but um, houses are small here. There's really no big parks to go play in. There's a lot of small parks. and education here, you spend so much money on education. It's crazy. So it would just, it would be hard to have a big family. They're just not set up for it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife, uh, they're four. That's a family of four. And that's considered a really big family um, here in Japan. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So once, once we head back to the States, maybe we'll, uh, we'll add one or two more, but right. I, don't, I don't think we're going to get to six. and after after the movie was finished and it was released how how did you feel like the first day and then even like a month after did it change what were your feelings oh man it was kind of crazy it was pretty surreal I mean I knew people would be watching it right and I knew people would see it but you don't even know the effect you're going to have until it's happening yeah you know the amount of people that reached out and the amount of people who started following my story and and the stories start coming in about their lives. And 
it, it was pretty surreal. It still kind of is like when kids will mention things about my life and I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know that? And I'm like, oh, that's right. Because there's a whole movie that I watched. You're like, I got a little stalker here. (laughs) Like that part is still kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I did a watch party the other day where people could watch the movie with me and ask me questions along the way. And oh, that's awesome. I mean, it was just, I I mean, I love the support that came in from that. But it it does seem surreal that there really is a movie that is about me. And you, I don't know. It just, it even seems weird still saying it out loud because (laughs) it just is what it is. And I'm glad it's there. Uh, fr- from the last day shooting until it was released, how long was that approximately? Um, that would have been about seven months, eight months, kind of around there. Okay, and how was that? We filmed it in the summer, maybe maybe okay. seven, months. and then it was released March in March, the beginning of March. So yeah, like seven months. They sent me around um, in November. I got the first producer's cut to be able to see it and get some feedback and give them some feedback on some things. And then they took it back in and did some more producing. And then I saw it again, I think in January or something like that. Um, Yeah. And then we had the reveal like that. I brought my family in and and we watch, all watched it together like as a premiere. Yeah. Um, it came out for everyone else. Yeah. How, how was the, the time between finishing the production to before it was released? Were you just anxious? Were you, were you kind of second-guessing yourself? Why did I do this or anything like that? I don't know. I think it was mostly just you, you, put, you put your trust in someone else's hands to tell your story, yeah. right? And so you just hoped that things were portrayed the right way. I mean, and I'd seen it. Like, I mean, I'd seen things, but you still hope that people read them the right way or understand yeah. text. And so I don't know if like you, I regretted it. I just was like, okay, I hope people like it. And I hope people, if they're portrayed in it, I hope that they like themselves. Plus then I felt like I sent out a text to quite a few people that I'm like, they didn't put you in the movie, but that's not because I didn't feel you were important. Like we just couldn't have so many characters yeah. so able to to make sure that they still felt like they were super a part of my journey even if they weren't in the movie themselves so it's just stuff like that right like you want people to be happy with it yes oh so yeah i guess i guess i didn't even think about that there was people that were there that were probably cut from the film yeah because they can't have i mean they just can't portray that many characters And so it's like, and there's so many people that make it work, you know, like I had a friend at home that he was a family friend that, I mean, he was like making sure my horses were staying fed while my, my parents were with me. Like, you know, you can't show that because they just don't have time to do that. Or my friend in the hospital that tried to make sure that there was a bed on the floor that was lined up for my mom when I got there, you know, they don't show that. There's just, there's those bits and pieces that they can't show. They can I mean, for instance, like they picked my one friend, Emmy, who is my best friend. Yeah. Like they could all, they could pick one friend. Like they couldn't do all my friends. They could just pick one friend. And so you think about that and you don't want people to be offended. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I did that quite a bit. I sent quite a few text messages out or, or calls or whatever to people saying, I know you're not in the film, but that's not because of, you know, lack of importance. Yeah. Like, kind of how it went. Yeah, you know, I'm sure whoever was helping you during that time 
had no idea there was going to be a movie made about you. So it's not like they were doing it to, to, you know, any ulterior motives or anything like that. So I'm sure they completely understand. Well, yeah. And they did nobody, like no one was mad at me. Yeah. It was, it was okay. But I did worry about that quite a bit. Yeah. I, I probably would have been mad if I was feeding your horses and I didn't even get a, you know, no. five seconds in there. I know. <laughs> I know. That, seriously though. I did stress. <laughs> no, I'm just it's kidding. About me. It's like about everyone else that's in my life that I want to make sure they're happy with their with their characters or their portrayal or lack of portrayal. Like, yeah, you worry about that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when when you're making a movie, you're you're really limited with what you can put in there. Like you said, they got to develop characters and that takes time and that would take time away from your journey. And um, so, yeah, I guess uh, you're pretty limited who you can get in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've I think it's been probably 20 years or more since I've been on a horse. And for people that have never been on a horse, how would you explain that feeling and that connection that you have with your horses? And how did that change, if at all, after everything happened? For me, I there's so much freedom and happiness that comes from them. Like, I just explain the way I feel on a horse. I think we all have a passion like that. Yeah. So some people, it's a sport or maybe it's working out or maybe, I mean, whatever it is, maybe it's instrument or art. Like we all have that passion where we find a freedom in it. So it's that same emotion that I get. Like that's what I have when I'm on my horse. It just, it uplifts my spirit. It uplifts the way that I feel. It uplifts my mood. I mean, all of that happens on the back of a horse. Mm. My accident feeling like I lost that you know I felt like I lost a part of me for quite some time that I didn't know what I was going to do and then you know getting my horses back once again gave me the freedom back but also the appreciation for it I, I mean I I truly don't know what I would be without them like I just I'm just very thankful that I still have the ability to ride and not even just ride but at the level that I want to ride at yeah, I mean, you're still competing to this day, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Uh, from from the time of the accident to the first time you got back into actually training for not just for riding or you know getting your your body used to being back on a horse, but for actual like a, a event. How long was that? Um, I mean, so from my wreck to when I very first competed again was 18 months. I wish it was way less, but I took a nine month period without my horses that I felt like I had to adapt to my chair and handle like things in life. And then I was yeah. able to take my horse challenge again. Otherwise that should have been faster than that, but that's what it was. 18 months. Yeah. I wish it had been, it should have been faster. I mean, my first time back on a horse was four months, four so, months after your accident. Yes. It was the first time I got back on, but it took me 18 to get back to competing. Wow. I mean, yeah, you're, you're saying you wish it was faster, but I'm thinking, wow, that is so fast. People say that, but in my mind, I'm like, it should have been six. It should have been two months after <laughs> had it figured out. Wow. So four months after the accident, you were, you were back on a horse. Yes. Uh, that's amazing. And then 18 months to get back into competition. Yep. Yep. And how, how was that competition the first one what were your emotions and and how did everything go for you I mean it wasn't it wasn't too bad I was about a second off of what I had been before okay. so 
not terrible. I would have, you know, been in a pretty decent position. I was excited about it. It gave me a lot of hope of I could still do what I wanted to do. Um, of course, there were people who were crying and cheering and scared. Yeah. Emotions. I think they probably went through those more than me. Like for me, just as a competitive person, I'm like, I'm going to go in and do my best and be competitive and it's going to work that way. Yeah. And what whatever happens, happens. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you made a good point. A lot of times the people around us actually, it seems to affect them more than it actually affects the person that's in the situation. Right. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think like my mom panicked every time I ran. She probably still does. I remember the movie. Yeah, she, uh, she, she, but the character in the movie, that, that was a great, I mean, what an amazing mother to have. Somebody that just pushes yeah. you, you know, uh, that was, uh, that was amazing to see. My wife and I were just like, wow, when, you know, that, that's, that's a great role model to, to have as a mother. Yeah, they did a very good job with that. Yeah. Um, how about with everything that's going on now? Uh, all events are probably, you know, suspended or, or canceled for, for quite some time. Yep, yep, they are. Everything, as long as people keep using the word postponed, I don't panic so much about it. <laughs> uh, we're, just, we're just rebooking speeches into the fall, and hopefully that all continues to work out in the best way. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't think I've been home this much in five years. This is, it's kind of a crazy thing. I'm looking at it as a blessing. Yes. You know, there's a lot of, I, I've put like my physical health on the back burner for quite some time and I'm getting to spend more time doing that. And it's good. I mean, of course I miss speaking and that is my income. Like that is my job. Yeah. But trust God's going to get it figured out and we'll, we'll get back in track. It just might take yeah. a minute. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, a lot of people in the beginning were were just kind of thinking it was going to be something quick, and you know it's it's taking longer than than most of us would like or we even expected. But I've seen a lot of people using this time, like yourself, to to get their health back and you know rest up and and uh, reading books. A lot of the people, you know, a lot of my followers, I asked them what are they doing. They're reading books. They're watching movies like yours, something motivational. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, that's the best thing we can do right now. Spend time with our families, spend time taking care of ourselves and just prepare for the comeback. You know, that's what I think. I think we can't, you know, there's just not everything we can control. And so take advantage of what you can and do the best with it, really. Yeah. What uh, what do you spend most of your day doing right now? Oh, I mean, like I, I get my horses fed and taken care of. I ride. I get all of my horse life done. Um, yeah. I have a standing frame and I try to stand in that for a couple hours. I try to work a little bit every day, clean a little yeah. bit every day. I break things up so that yeah. I like spending all day doing one thing. Um, started doing just like working out and getting my physical abilities at the best that they can be. I don't know. So I just break up every day. I cook a lot. I <laughs> I mean, my brother lives in my house with me and so I, he's a chef. So he likes to make oh. So he does a very good job with that, but I tell him if he makes dinner, I'll always make sure he has a dessert. So <laughs> I stay very much on top of that. I mean, just little things. I feel like, you know, all those bits and pieces. I'm, I've been writing a book, so I've been trying to spend a little bit of time doing that okay. as well. I mean, just all of the above. I think that's just what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find something new, um, to, you know, something new to 
do and to keep your try to keep your mind sharp. I've I've just been chasing these kids around. That's all I've been doing. I haven't really been working out or anything like that. And I was eating terrible the first week and uh, I started feeling slow. And so I told my wife, I was like, all right, if, if I'm not working out, I at least got to eat healthy. So I've been trying to get that back on track and I'm going to try to, you know, get some, get some workouts in, but I have such a hard time getting motivated to work out at home. That is, that is tough. That is a hard part. Yeah. But you probably get a lot of exercise too with you. Like you said, your horse life, right? I definitely do. I definitely do. But then I'm doing like, I'm at a gym just one-on-one. So we're open. The oh. weekend. So if you just have like a personal trainer, you can go in and do that. So I started doing that like two weeks ago, um, doing some CrossFit. And so I've been doing that since I've been on this break, I guess you could say. And then I stand at home in my standing frame and we're making it work. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, you your goal was to do two hours? Yep, at least two hours of standing every day. How did it go? I, I've been good so far. I've stood for about an hour and a half today so far, so I'll stand for another 30 minutes after dinner and while we watch a show or something on Netflix, and yeah, it makes it work pretty good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, yeah, hopefully uh, everything gets back to normal soon. And like I said, I really appreciate your time. But more importantly, I really appreciate you sharing your story with all of us and inspiring us and, you know, giving us something to uh, to be to be happy about, especially in a time like this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. See you later.